0: When the narrative falls apart, what do you do? Start a new one. This is shooting the shit. To another exciting episode of shooting the shit for January twentieth, Thursday, twenty twenty two. What's going on? How are you doing? Can't explain by the who. Absolutely can't explain shit that's going on in this country anymore. Yeah. Um. Your president of the United States, Mr. Joseph Biden, uh, did a press conference yesterday, and he couldn't explain shit either. Funny as it sounds, we'll get into that though. And how you doing? How's your week been? Uh, sorry, I'm getting to you late this week. It is a Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. So get out and get your drink on, you drinky, drinky. Um, let's get started. What the hell? Why not? Um, let's see. The narrative is not working, all right? For the United States government, the narrative is not working. We see what's going on here, okay? Dr. Fauci in a back and forth battle with Rand Paul basically it this shows that you have the head the head man in charge here Dr. Fauci cuz this president Joe Biden he's not the highest paid political figure in the United States, Fauci is. Fauci made uh, $417,000 in 2019. President of the United States makes $400,000 even. So Fauci is the highest paid political figure in the United States of America. A guy who is basically the messiah to uh, COVID-19, to what's going on in this country. I mean, it's a world pandemic. It's happening all around the world. It started in Wuhan, China. um, And yet we still aren't getting anything through China to basically um, have them, you know, just admit that it's their fault they fucked up, whatever happened, because you know what, maybe they didn't really fuck up, maybe they sent this out, you know, on purpose, but anyway, so you have this back and forth battle between Rand Paul and Dr. Fauci, and Rand Paul basically is calling Fauci just a fucking fraud, because anything that he's doing right now, it's making no fucking sense, it really isn't. Um, you keep changing everything about this virus. And, and I get it. Okay, listen. It's it's a virus. It's, it's here. It's here to stay. It's a new form of the flu. It absolutely 100% is. And for people to say, oh, no, it's not. You're obviously either blind or you're just ignorant to the situation. It's spreading fast. It's spreading very rapidly. It, it, it's mutating very quickly. Okay, you have now the Omicron variant. I was sick and I had the Delta variant, but you have this new variant and it's moving quickly and our government can't keep up with it. Okay. You, 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 got, you got a vaccine quote shot that is mediocre at best. You take the shot, you get the second dose of your shot. Then you got to get a a booster shot. Now you're going to have to get another booster shot and then another booster shot and another booster shot. I had an argument last night with a family member on The shots they've taken so far and they argued with me between you get a shot every year for the flu yes you do you get one shot they 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 know that the variant's different they tweak the 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 flu shot and then they give you the shot and then you just pray for the best if you get the flu you get the flu if you don't you don't the shot's supposed to help you it's tweaked for the variant now in this case the variant changes so quickly and rapidly that our united states government can't keep up with it so you're going to continue to get shots in your arm plain and simple so anyway You have Rand Paul who calls out Dr. Fauci's, you know, he calls him out as being just, he's a fraud. And the fact of the matter is, Rand Paul quoted on three other doctors and their ideologies behind COVID-19 and basically saying that Fauci called them frauds, yet these men had, you know, educations from Harvard, Yale, and uh, uh, the other one I think was Stanford. So basically Fauci saying that these men who have very high end education who so are doctors and put their you know medical it, 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 reputations on the line, by, by, and, and Fauci goes and calls them, you know, they're, they're, they're quacks. Dr. Fauci, let's face the facts, like I said, he's the highest paid government official in politics right now, okay, in the United States. He loves the spotlight, he loves the camera, he's, he's becoming a celebrity, and he loves it. He loves to be in front of the spotlight, okay, and the guy pushes propaganda bullshit, okay, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, wear two masks, wear one mask, wear no masks, masks don't wear... All right, let's let's just let's just go with this one, okay? I'm going to give you something from NBC. Uh, I believe it's NBC News. Uh, let me see, 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 see. Yeah, this was NBC that covered this. Dr. Fauci and Senator Rand Paul's recent tense exchange over COVID sends a message. Uh, the public health expert, forced by the Kentucky senator and the right's disinformation campaign, choose integrity over the fa- uh, facade of nonpartisanship. Now. Okay, I'm going to continue reading on this one. The tension between Senator Rand Paul, uh, Republican of Kentucky, himself a physician, and Dr. Anthony Fauci, the chief medical advisor to the President Joe Biden, has been one of the stranger, occasionally entertaining, and generally depressing subplots of the COVID 19 pandemic. The most visible forum. Uh, for the frequent clashes between the two doctors has been Fauci's periodic appearances before the Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions. Okay, for one, let, let's let talk. Fauci is a doctor. He should be talking about health, not education, not labor, not pensions, of which Paul is a member. Regardless of it, he shouldn't be talking about things that that have nothing to do. If you're shutting down labor, that's not has nothing to do with health. This is a doctor. We want to know about COVID-19. We want to know about health. How are you going to help get us through this pandemic? Now, it's not, like I said, it's not going anywhere. Yet, during Joe Biden's campaign, his whole campaign was about, we're going to stop, quote, stop the spread of COVID-19, which you are not ever going to stop the spread of COVID-19. Of course, it all changes. We all knew that that was a bunch of shit. But don't quote that and be your campaign push. Because it's not true. You're already lying to the American people. Sorry, I'm drinking my water. So on Thursday, or I'm sorry, on Tuesday. Today's Thursday. On Tuesday, Fauci lashed out at Paul, asserting, What happens when he gets out and accuses me of things that are completely untrue? Is that all of a sudden that that kindness and crazies out there, wait, Oh, and I have threats upon my life, harassment of my family and my children with obscene phone calls because people are lying about me. Uh, Let's see, you know, Fauci becoming a politically divisive figure tells us a lot more about nature of politics today. I mean, think about this, you know, it's not about infectious disease anymore. I mean, he's an expert on infectious disease, but... He's more politically the dis- the d- d- divisive. <sighs> He's politically driven, and like I said, he loves the spotlight. He is not giving us the information that we really, honestly need. I mean, basically, let's face the facts. You know, the CDC claimed that only N ninety five or better masks, uh you know, will will, will protect us from the virus. Yeah, something I knew from day one. I I, I quoted this before. I said. These paper masks are not going to do anything for you. These cloth masks are not going to do anything for you. Even the N90 fast, uh, N, N95 masks are mediocre at best. They'll help, okay, because they're tighter around your face. They, they, they have a metal piece of band that forms around your nose and smushes in. So it's more form-fitting to your face. But we're talking about a microscopic organism here, okay? We're not talking about... Uh, paint or, or dust, we're talking about something that it's going to get around any mask you put on your face, even a $100 respirator, and I proved that fact, that point in my podcast in the beginning, when this all started, even in my social media, I posted before, it was literally something I posted before this all started because I had a friend, I think I told a story, that she has some kind of allergens and all and was wearing this mask through the woods because she loved nature. She's one of those. And it's fine. And I said, you know, your mask is mediocre at best. It's probably not really going to help you. And, and she got into this massive argument with me. And I, ha- I took a picture and I sent her of my, because in my profession, I am painting and I'm wearing a $100 respirator that is charcoal filter and, and really thick pre-filters that are cloth. And I showed her the inside of the mask with a picture and I said, that black stuff in there, that's paint. That's literally, you know, it, 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 you can see it with your naked eye. So if that's getting around my mask, something you can actually see with the naked eye, what do you think a microscopic organism can do to get around your mask? I mean, we're talking about something you don't see, it's particles. We went back and forth. So, you know, the CDC claimed, you know, that only N95 or better will will work, which, okay. They'll help. They won't work. (coughs) Excuse me. and It won't be against the virus. It won't. It's against the virus. But what I'm saying, it's not going to stop it. It's not going to stop it. Will it help slow it? That's possible. I don't even think that, honestly. Um, We already know that the vaccine don't fucking work. The vaccine's mediocre at best. It doesn't stop the virus. It never is going to. It will help you not go to the hospital or not get so sick. Only possibly, though, it's not guaranteed that it will help you not go to a hospital or not get deathening sick. It's just a precaution. Statistically, it will help you. Okay. Now, like I said, with any vaccine, the vaccine is made for one particular reason. To help the person who gets the vaccine, not the person who doesn't have the vaccine. I, I'll argue with this with people all the time. and They're like, you're going to save me. Well, why is it that you can still get the virus and transmit the virus even if you're vaccinated? So how am I saving you? And people just want to fight that fact like, well, you won't get sick, which means I won't get sick. Now, come on. You still can get it. Stop. Stop. Because you make no sense. So, So, here we are. We're fighting over masks again. Again, we're fighting over fucking masks. What the fuck? So, we have a division in this country. all right. And the only way that they can keep the dumpster fire burning, the narrative, is to completely and totally divide us. Which, it's again, like I said masks again you know they've been trying to do it with the color of our skin with vaccines and and they're succeeding with those too don't get me wrong whether it's our government pushing it so the media pushes it or if it's our media pushing it, i don't know what to think I'm, i'm i'm really leaning towards conspiracy theory bullshit like a new world order where You know, when this country started, England knew that a divided America would be a weaker America, so they tried to get us divided. Now our own country and the media is trying to get us divided. Why? What do you want us weak for? So you can control us? Because that's the only thing that I can think of. So, with division in this country. So now, the other week, you you had a standoff in Texas at a synagogue, which... You know, most likely, I thought was going to lead us down the road to, um, you know, more religious and ethnic ethnicity division. Um, And thank God it really didn't. And the media still today, it still pushes that that story. It pushes it out there and how tragic it is, and they'll, they'll they'll interview you know people of Jewish faith synagogue and our people and, and it's like you know what you're trying so hard but that narrative's not really working so they're going to kind of come off of that now and, and they got to figure something else out people if you're not seeing this you're blind or you're being ignorant to the situation just watch and do your own research on this and just just look at it and just kind of make your own decision and say what are they trying to do here like watch the news Watch the news and watch the news and watch the news. And when I say watch the news, the whole thing is, like I really would love for everybody to not watch the news, not watch the media, and just see how your life lives out for a month without turning on the news, without listening to Dr. Fauci, walk around with no masks on, no nothing, and live your life and see how you are. Because honestly, the Amish do that every day, and they seem to be fine. So, okay, like I said, you have the, you try, they tried the religious, it wasn't working. So, come on. We all know how the media works. It's death, destruction, division, hate. These things that are great to them, they all equal one big huge thing. Ratings. Ratings. And we all know what ratings lead to. Ratings to the media, to sources like that, that equals lots and lots and lots of money. That's how they stay afloat. That's how they stay on. You know, keep going. They keep pushing the dumpster fires. They keep getting people to watch, and they keep making money. Now, quote things like CNN, who are totally, completely falling apart. CNN's falling apart. Their ratings are down to like twenty fucking percent. When you have people like Joe Rogan, who is flourishing at this, why is people like Joe Rogan flourishing at it? It, it it's so here it is. So you got CNN basically. Falling from your TV screens. As Joe Rogan experience flourishes, whether it's watching him on YouTube channels or listening to him on Spotify, which is what he went to to make money. But why? It seems like people like to hear the truth now. And today, you know, after the last two and a half years of being fed lies, fed lies, and people finally are waking up to it. Like, dude, we're getting tired of this. Do we wear three masks? Do we wear one mask? Do we wear two masks? Do we wear no masks? Do we wear cloth ones? Do we wear N95 ones? What is the truth? Is this virus going away? Is it staying? Are we going to be locked down next year? Are we not? Are we we able to work? Can we go to work? Are we not going to work? Why is fucking gas $3.80 a gallon? Why is fucking our shelves in our food stores empty? Why is the price of food so goddamn high? People are tired of asking questions like this. Okay? People seem to like to hear the truth now over propaganda and fictional bullshit they do, so they'll tune into people like Joe Rogan, basically, who sits and talks with very very um you know influential high end people um with no narrative he has no narrative he asks very fucking very big questions very to the point questions and lets these people answer. For real, give me a real answer. Don't give me a fucking bullshit lie. Don't give me any kind of fiction. Tell me the truth. And these people do. And guess what? The media, the government, they don't like that. They don't want the truth out there because the truth will only hurt them. The truth is going to help you as Americans. It's going to hurt the government and their narrative and their fucking propaganda bullshit that they're trying to pull on you. They want to control you. Plain and simple. If you want to talk to me, I'm still at unrealpodcast 101 gmail.com you can talk and you can t- and please do me a favor and push this podcast out to your friends let them know about it talk about it. i'd like to do this just to get this out there i talk this is a way of me just kind of venting and expressing myself it, you know it's funny I don't get paid for this i don't it's just a hobby and i like to do it and it's it, it, i get stressed out here but it's almost like therapy. I don't want to go sit in front of some therapist who's going to sit there and oh, tell me about your problems and you're laying on some fucking chair and the guy's writing down in his notes and he's giving you his opinions on what you should do with your fucking life and how you should live it. No. How about this? I enjoy politics. I enjoy talking about this shit. I enjoy getting it out there. I enjoy pushing my my opinions and that's what these are. They're my opinions based on what I read from actual news sources. This is their opinion. Writings. This is their things that they put. These are the things that I've also seen through watching the the the, yesterday um, the press conference from um, Joe Biden. So I just put it out there on my spin of what I think. It's all opinion. So anybody who wants to come at me and say, "Oh, you're bad mouthed," and this person bad mouthed, that's my opinion. And and opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. But I'm allowed to have an opinion. That's the greatness of the Constitution of the United States and the First Amendment. So that I can speak my mind no matter what in this country. And I can't be held accountable for the fact that all I'm doing is speaking from my mind. I'm not downing anybody. I'm telling you what a news source said about them. Or I'm telling you what I think about that person. If that person can turn around and care, it doesn't matter what the fuck you think about me. You're right. It doesn't. That's just my opinion on you. So just remember that. It's always my opinion. But push my podcast, please. Do me a favor. If you listen to me, let's get my ratings up there a little higher. Push it. Push it out to your people. Push it out. You know, I want to see it just kind of get big and flourish a little bit. I want more people to hear. And I want people to make up their own minds on this. Listen to. You can sit here and listen to me all day. It doesn't mean you hear me. It just means you're listening. Okay? And go out. And do your own research, man. God gave you a brain in your head, and now technology put a fucking computer, a computer that's smart as hell, at your fingertips, and you can do your own research and figure your own shit out. Right here. I'm like, I'm looking, I got my phone going right here. It's actually recording this podcast, and I got a little computer sitting here in front of me that I'm just typing away and reading things off of it, and I talk to you. And it's fun and anybody can do it. It's great. And if you have a personality, fucking get out there and do it. Um, so let's just continue. So, like like I said, Joe Rogan has these influenceable people on his show, and he has no narrative. So when they, they tell you the truth, it's great. It's 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 so good to listen to people actually tell you this is what's going on. And whether it's sports people, whether it's 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 influential people like uh politically which is the ones I love to listen to because I love to hear what's going on. And then he go, well, what do you think on this? And they come out and they tell the real story. Um, Also love things like when Elon Musk was on there. I love to hear what's going on with technology and shit. Um, You're probably never going to hear people like Gates or like fucking, you know, uh, Zuckerberg and them fucking people on there because they don't want you to know their ideologies and their propaganda bullshit that they're pulling. You know, obviously Gates, like I said, with the propaganda, I think, where him buying up all that land was to sell it all in the metaverse, and then Zuckerberg pushing the metaverse. Um. So anyway, so I watch a lot of these interviews, you know, in local and national you know, media sources. Uh, you can obviously tell from the movement of the eyes of people. And the reactions that these people, when you're watching it on a news source compared to Joe Rogan, that these people are reading off a teleprompter. They're being told what to say. And it's scary to think that that's the direction we go. Like, you need to listen to me. You need to do what I tell you. Or you'll be punished somehow or hurt or backlashed or whatever. Obviously, the direction that this world is going in, all you really need to do is... uh, Watch a TikTok video. That's the direction this world's going to. Our kids, our young youth, TikTok, um, that itself will explain the maturity level of the new world we live in. And by the way, think about it, TikTok is Chinese. Um, It is a Chinese thing. You see, there's a great thing I was watching the other day. And it was um, Ben Shapiro who was watching these TikTok videos and just giving giving his thoughts and all on it. And, and I love Ben. He's a great – he has a lot of great – he's a very smart man. A lot of great things to say. He gets a little too right-winged. That where I have to kind of pull myself back a little bit and say, okay, I like listening to you. I like the things you have to say, but some of the things I'm just like, oh, slow down a little bit, Ben. Like, we're all we're we're trying to not divide here. We're trying to make it where we're all equally thinking, but we know that the is for real in this country. We know what it's happening, and we just need to figure out a happy medium. But he's out uh, watching. There's a thing with Ben and he's watching these TikTok videos and he's giving it and it's funny because you see these very liberal left-wing girls and stuff crying over shit or ones that are tattooed up and they got purple fucking hair and uh, tattooed eyes and like piercings everywhere and they're trying to give you their ideology on what they think is the right thing to do and <laughs> shit. And it's just like how do, it's, how do you take people like this seriously? It's like the the, 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 the chick that was um the medical woman for Pennsylvania – who was it? he she it was a, it was a. it was a guy in, in women's clothes and a, whatever she was wearing or hair she kind of had the hair like george washington his wig but uh laugh about it i think it was washington eh, maybe it was washington's real hair but it looked like george washington anyway how when you listen to her talk about any kind of medical shit how, how do you take somebody like that seriously it takes me back to a story when I was in high school, and it's, this is funny, I got suspended for this. Uh, I sat down to the office and suspended. But I had a health class, and I had a day where I was in there, sitting in the back of the class, and I was eating a candy bar in the middle, and it was like 10th grade, maybe 11th grade. And I'm eating a candy bar, a Snickers, or Three Musketeers, who knows what it was. But it was a candy bar, and the teacher turns to me. and th- Okay, this is health class, people. The teacher probably weighed 350. Big, big, big woman. Very big. I, I could be exaggerating, but she was up there, man. She's a big woman. Waddled down the fucking hallway. Huge. And she goes, hey, what are you doing back there? And I'm like, nothing. And she goes, you're not supposed to be eating in class. Right? And, and I'm like, all right. And I'm still chewing. I'm like, you know, because I was kind of an asshole kid. And uh, she goes, well, what are you eating to begin with? A candy bar? That's unhealthy. let we consider in a health class. And I, this is why I got suspended, I turned all serious and went, we're in health class, you're right, so what the hell is so healthy about you? And that obviously got me in major trouble, but, uh, you know, it's just funny that you get, you know, these people with purple hair and, 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 and fucking piercings all over the place and tattooed eyes and they look fucked up. Or like he was watching videos of these people. What are they called? The furries, where they have the ears and, and the fucking paws, and, and they meow or bark. Like, come on, man! What the fuck? How do you take people like like that? Like I said, the chick that the Pennsylvania woman who was a doctor trying to tell you about health or you know gender this and gender that, and you're going, what the fuck? How do you take this serious? How do you take it serious? You got a she woman right now in Jeopardy who's winning all kinds of fucking money, but. I mean, it's Jeopardy, so it's just it's a brain thing. It's not a physical thing because you got men dressing as women and competing in women's sports and dominating. And I think that's totally wrong. But how do you take these people seriously? It's just funny to watch Ben Shapiro cut the shit up. It was it was good. It was good. So anyway, let's continue. Joe Biden held a press conference yesterday, Wednesday, to answer questions on his quote subpar job. That he's been doing in his first year of office. Very subpar. The guy's failing miserably. He's old. He's decrepit. He is like watching Mr. Magoo. I swear to God, he's Mr. Magoo. He tiptoes around most of the issues. He laughs about shit. He tries to be that happy Joe neighbor. That's what he tries to be. He, and I get it. I get his uh, the way his demeanor is. He's just trying to be the neighbor. The good old neighbor. You know, good old Mr. Wilson, but he you can tell he's a miserable old man because he doesn't like to be backlashed and he'll come back at you kind of in a nasty, mean way. Kind of like the nasty, mean old neighbor, again, who you, you the little kid walks across his grass and he flips out on him. That's what he comes off as. So anyway, he held his press conference yesterday and they asked him questions on all kinds of shit in his first year on inflation, the economy, the Russian invasion into the Ukraine, and etc. And some of the shit he was coming up with was mind fucking boggling. And he tiptoed around so many different issues. Yet he quoted himself. Himself. He said, What other president in history has done more than me in his first year? And I laughed and I'm like maybe joe you should quote make that quote a little bit more uh, to the point like did more good or did more bad because joe you're a dumpster fire you you've you've done more bad shit and more damage to this country than any president i can really remember in your first year in office your ratings are fucking absolutely so low it's a disgrace Even your own party doesn't like you. They don't want you in there. They're getting tired of this. But we all know what's next if he's not here. It's Kamala Harris. And then we really have... We go from a dumpster fire to a a national park fucking ablaze. Like the Redwood Forest just burning down. So, yesterday, um, issues on our economy. Well, first of all, he started with his Build Back Better, which he thinks is so fucking absolutely fabulous. And this infrastructure bill, which is at was, I think they started out at like three point eight trillion, and then finally, you know, the the Republicans got involved. They cut it down to one point eight trillion or one point seven trillion, something like that. Which is still, to me, to me, it's it's too much money, but not enough money. And I'll explain this. It's too much money for the. What Joe Biden, his administration, wants to actually do with the money. Because Kamala Harris came out and made it very clear that she's like, it'll be great to build better and and, and and strengthen our our internet infrastructure. No, 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 Kamala. That's not what we should be doing with this money. We have bridges in this country that are 100 years old. We have roads that are 100 years old. We have... You know, pipelines underneath the ground, uh, whether it's gas or water, that are just old and and, and you're rupturing. I mean, just the other day in Philly, you had a a ruptured uh, water main that flooded out a whole neighborhood. You have gas lines under these cities that are 100 years old that are exploding and blowing houses to smithereens, killing people. It's time that we spend the money to fix the things that are old and need to be fixed. The biggest quote ever, you know, think about It's one of the biggest quotes ever is, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Because the the internet's not broken. It's not broken. You want to make it better and stronger, and isn't that Why? So Mark Zuckerberg can push his metaverse on you faster and stronger and harder so you can live and own nothing and be happy? It doesn't make sense. No. I want to live, be happy, drive down the road, and not worry about a bridge that's underneath my car fucking crumbling to killing me and my family and my car. That's what I want to be fucking safe about. Joe I'm tired of watching the economy plummet I'm, I'm tired of watching people say I don't know where to spend my money because everything's so much fucking money I'm tired of driving my car pulling into a gas station and paying four dollars a gallon of gas then driving over to a supermarket only to see empty shelves for things like chicken which come on don't even tell me there's a shortage of fucking chicken in this country because there's not chickens are fucking everywhere The whole start of this was, if you remember, chicken wings went, like, doubled and tripled in prices. People are going, why the fuck it's just chicken wings? Now, all of a sudden, chicken breasts are nowhere to be found when you go to a supermarket. You got to settle for the drumsticks that are fucking nasty. Probably three weeks old, four weeks old. And, and. You know, and then you look at the prices, you fill your shopping cart up with the things that you need, you leave, you know, toilet paper, this, that, and that, and, you know, cheeses and milks and breads, and you, you head to the fucking, you know, the cashier, you stand in line, and, and you get up there, and you look at your shopping cart, it's filled, okay, you got a full shopping cart, that normally that full shopping cart might cost you 150 bucks back a year and a half ago, okay, a year ago, okay, and you, 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 you all of a sudden ring out, and you're double the price, you're double the price, sometimes triple the price. And you're going, how the hell did that just cost $300 for that 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 shopping cart full of food? When a year ago it was 150 bucks. Inflation's real and it's happening. And I could tell you, Joe, exactly how you can turn it around if you want. Okay? I explain this to you like you're a 2. Put American workers back to work with no strings attached, no fucking man, you know, vaccine mandates, no fucking, you can't work because you're not vaccinated, put everybody back to work, get production going again, okay, get things out to the American public, get truckers driving again, get manufacturers moving again, get shipping containers coming into the ports with more people than you need to unload these ships, get them on the trucks, ship them around the country. Load the shelves up with product. Bring the price down because you have enough product now to where you can actually sell in bulk at lower prices. Watch people buy them because they're lower prices. Okay? Have more people at the refineries for the gas. Have more truckers to get the gasoline to the gas stations. Thus brings the price of the gasoline down. It's not a supply and demand thing as long as it's there. The demand for it is not, yeah, you have a demand for it right now for gasoline. You have a demand for fucking food. But it's because you're not getting it out to the people the way it should be. You have half the workers in the United States. You claim your fucking hospitals are overwhelmed. Overwhelmed with COVID patients. First of all, you always say, you hear the news and they'll come out and they'll go, your hospitals are overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed. They'll never turn around and say, your hospitals are overwhelmed with COVID patients. They just say your hospitals are overwhelmed with patients. They, they keep COVID out of there because they know that the overwhelming of a fucking hospital is not only from COVID patients. People are going in there with stuffy noses. People are going in there with cuts and bruises and bumps. People are going in there with fucking anxiety. Okay. Thinking they're having a heart attack. So when your, your, your hospitals are overloaded, I bet you if you sit in a fucking emergency room, half the people have a cut, a bruise, a broken arm, something going on. And maybe half of them do have COVID. Maybe half of them think they have COVID, but they don't. But now that they're there and they're exposed to the people who do have COVID, good luck. Because that's what I see. I also look at it driving my kid to work. There was a COVID test center right near there, and I seen the line was about 200 fucking deep around the corner, and these people are on top of each other, some of them are only to go in there to get COVID tested because they need to be tested for work, they're not sick, but then the person that's standing either right directly in front of them or directly behind them, pretty much with their face on their neck, sneezing, coughing, aching, and going, what the fuck, I gotta test tested, now, when in reality, this is where I had my fucking moment of awakeness, okay, I got sick back in October, I told you all about it. Spent two weeks in bed, one week of it just getting better from the virus, the next week just lethargic, couldn't move for the fact that I would walk up the steps, I was tired and needed to lay down, but I was fine. So, the second day of my fucking sickness, was a Tuesday, I guess, uh, Sunday night, got sick, Monday, laying in bed, blah, 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 Tuesday, got up and go, I gotta go get tested. Now, here I am, sick as a fucking dog, in my car shaking, shivering, coughing, and aching, and feeling like absolute shit, still have a 101 fever, drive my ass to a CVS and sit in a fucking line, okay, in my car, and about 10 deep, and as I'm pulling up, and I'm there for a good half an hour or so, I'm pulling up, I'm pulling up, during that whole time I had this fucking moment of clarity, what the fuck am I doing here? That's what I said to myself, I'm sick, I know I'm sick. I probably have the Valken virus. I should be in bed getting myself better. But you know what? Some healthy person that doesn't have the virus and is at home and has every, all fucking three vaccines and all, they're the ones saying, you need to go get vaccinated and checked for your vac Not vaccinated. You need to go get fucking checked to make sure that you have COVID or don't have COVID. No, 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 no. Because it protects me. While you're fucking sick as a dog, and you're sitting there going, I'm literally fucking sick, and I'm doing this just this so that I can protect the people around me? I'm sick. The way to protect the people around me is to stay the fuck away from the people around me, for one. Go home, get back in bed, and get better. Try to live through it. But No. You are fucking brainwashed to jump in your fucking vehicle and drive to a fucking testing site while you're sick as a fucking dog and stand in a fucking line for an hour and a half, getting everybody else sick. Does that make sense to anybody? Anybody. Does it make sense? Because it doesn't make any sense to me. That's the moment of clarity I had with this. Why the fuck am I sitting here in line to be tested, to be told I'm sick? (gasps) Oh, yeah, you have COVID. Uh, I kind of figured that. I'm sick as a fucking dog. I got 101 fever. I got all the fucking things of it. The chills, the whole nine yards. And, and yet now you're all you're doing is basically confirming it for me? Thanks. Thanks. Okay, let me go back home and lay back in bed and try to get better. Even though I just put myself in jeopardy by getting in my car, putting a lot of other people in jeopardy because God forbid, let's say driving. I'm sick as a dog, a fucking 101 fever, and I pass out behind the wheel. Then I run into some fucking healthy people that don't have COVID, don't have anything, driving, and they're fully vaccinated. And I slam into their car and I kill them. Because I got in the car and I was brainwashed thinking that I have to run to a fucking CVS to get tested. Stupid. So now they're going to send tests out to the American people. You're you're going to get free tests. You're allowed to to call and order. I think four four tests per household. You get these tests, and they're free. We're going to send it out. They're free. This was another thing that 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 you know, Mr. Joe Biden talked about yesterday. Free. We're sending them free. It's not free. It's tax money. They play with your tax money. This is a big thing with the Democrats. These bleeding heart Dems that think they're oh I'm going to save the world. I'm the Messiah. But we're going to play Monopoly money with all your tax dollars. And we're just going to buy these things and send them to you whether you want them or not. Well, I don't want my money spent like that. If I'm sick, I know I'm sick. I'm staying the fuck home until I'm better. That's the point. And people are like, well, you know, you can have the virus in your system and still not be sick. Well, if if I have the virus in my system and I'm not sick... Most likely, I'm not going to get anybody around me sick because I'm not coughing, I'm not hacking, I'm not sneezing, I'm not sick. So most likely, when I say most likely, I'm talking like, if you want to put it in fucking percentages, let's say 95%, I'm not going to get you sick. 5% I might. But if I show up at your house and I'm hacking and I'm coughing and I'm sneezing and wheezing, now I, I just gave, it's probably 95% of the fact that you probably will get sick and 5% you won't. It reverses. See? So common sense, you know, you, if, and we've done it for years. You walk into somebody's house, you're sneezing, you're wheezing, you go, I might be sick, you know. And this is before COVID. <coughs> you go, I might be sick. And that person, what do they do? Step back. They put their hand over their face and they go, please stay away from me. I don't want to get sick. Common sense. But yet the government thinks that them by them telling you to do that, that's something that they just made up. That they're going to save your life. Wake up, man. You people are just being brainwashed with all this this shit. So, basically, the dumpster fire that was created by him, his administration, and, and yes, even our whole government, Dems and Republicans. This is a dumpster fire in this country that's going. You know, I call it like I see it. Let's face the facts. For four years, I had to hear negative pushback and bullshit on Donald Trump. Negative, negative, negative. Trump should die. Trump should this. Trump should that. And it's like... God damn it, what the fuck Oh Trump grabs women by the pussy da, da, da. and I'm going all right, I had to listen to this and then when I would say something and they go, I don't want to hear it Trump is our is the president it, and I and I'm putting him responsible okay well, funny that was the term he's the president this it's his America oh <laughs> well 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 oh how the tables have turned huh now it's joe biden's america and now we have to listen to this ass clown Ah, uh, you know it, it it's really sad but yeah biden in in this whole fucking nine yards and being divided by the uh, all right like I said, the media tried to divide us just last week with the synagogue shooting, and they were hoping that it would it would spark up, but it really didn't. And that would have been possibly like a a an ethnicity or a uh you know uh, religious type division, but it didn't turn that way. They've still been pushing the uh the push the vaccine. That's actually kind of working. The vaccine is the one that's working the toughest right now. Is we're divided by the vaccine. And the sad thing is that we live in a world where a new form of segregation has started. New world segregation because there's things that you can do that I can't do because of a shot. And that's segregation. That's basically like saying, well, we have a bathroom over here for the vaccinated and a bathroom over there for the unvaccinated. You need to use the unvaccinated because you're a piece of shit. Just like black and white. If you remember segregation, which a lot of our kids don't because they're not taught history that way. Segregation was, there's a white, white bathroom, there's a black bathroom, you know? You had Rosa Parks, who sat in the front of the bus. She refused. Well, guess what, man, motherfucker? That bathroom, I don't give a fuck if it's for the vaccine or on. but I'm going in it, and I'm using it. And if you don't like it, oh, fucking well. And that's, all, that's the way it's only going to turn around, is if we turn around and say, fuck you, fuck that. So they did that with that. They tried with the color of our skin. And now, and here's my kicker with that, brace baiting. This is another story. So I'm going to go away from from Biden a little bit here. Um, I'm running out of time, but I'd like to talk about this really quick. We had a situation last summer, okay, in a suburb of Philadelphia. Three police officers in a Philadelphia suburb were charged with manslaughter and other counts of endangerment. After firing their pistols into a crowd of people at a high school football game last summer, killing an eight-year-old girl caught in the crossfire. Very tragic. Um... But when are we as American people going to start to hold criminals responsible for the actions that they hold in this whole situation? So let's turn the situation around a little bit. You know, in this case, the gangbangers, they started the situation by firing at each other in this crowd. Okay, in some sort of turf war or whatever it might have been for. Okay, we don't hold them. (laughs) Excuse me, responsible for their actions. Why don't we hold these motherfuckers responsible for the actions that they cause so that these cops now, okay, are facing now. What they did, okay, the misuse of their weapon, the discharge into a crowd of people wasn't the right thing. Okay. And I went back and forth on social media yesterday about this with people. And this is a tragedy. The little girl being shot was an absolute tragedy. I am not sitting there and saying, shouldn't have some kind of justice for this little girl, but maybe the cops aren't the direction you need to keep flowing in because here's another division, criminals and police officers. Okay. In today's America, we've been putting criminals on fucking pedestals while we've been putting cops under microscopes. Why? Because it's only going to lead to more cops saying, fuck this shit, and resigning, quitting, okay? Or ones like this being fucking let go and fired from the job and put into fucking jail for something that they probably were trained for. And people are going, to go, what do you mean they're trained to shoot into a crowd? Not necessarily, but understand something. This would go down as understandable, okay, and and for a cop to be accused of manslaughter and endangerment and all that shit, if it was one cop, one cop, and thank God it wasn't one white cop, you know what I'm saying, because that would have turned into a racial situation because it was a little black girl, but I'm, I'm not going there because I'm not going into any kind of racial war, this is not what happened. So, this little girl was tragically shot. If, if it was one cop who shot it, it would be a different scenario, a different story. This cop made bad judgment. But you have three police officers who all did the same thing. They all shot into the crowd. Now, here's my scenario of what happened. Because in, obviously, the media where I read, read this was ABC News and the local source. Um, the story they gave is that shots rang out at a football game during the football game or... At the end of the football game. And what it was, is was gangbangers shooting at each other. Now, here's the scenario. People are like, well, these cops shouldn't have turned and just shot into the crowd. Maybe they didn't. The media doesn't exactly tell you what the scenario happened, how it went down. Maybe what happened is that these gangbangers pulled their triggers. Now, we all know. We all know. We're not stupid. What happens when you hear gunfire, right? Everybody disperses. People run for cover. People go try to hide. Because they don't want to be shot or killed. Okay. So now a cop pulling his gun out of the holster. Okay. And then turning towards and firing. Because I had a lot of people come at me. Well they should have had a target to fire at. Maybe they did have a target to fire at. But understand something. If they did have the target. Targeted as a gangbanger that's running with a gun. Because the cops were fired upon too. According to this story. If. If. These cops had to shoot at a moving target, and these 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 gang were shooting at them. They fired back. Okay, this 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 little girl, tragic as it is, it's very tragic, was caught in the crossfire, of actually basically a turf war. What what could have happened is because I sat there and I and I asked people like what the scenario they would have thought would have been the best thing to happen, like what could have happened, and I said what would have been better for these cops to just cower down behind their cars, let the gang shoot at each other, and, and then everybody disperses and back to reality? Or the cops have to, well, the cops could have called in for backup. Well, maybe they did. They never said that in the story. They never said they did or didn't. Maybe they did call him for backup. Maybe they should have cowered behind their cars. Maybe they weren't near their cars. Maybe they were standing out in the open towards the crowd also. There's a whole bunch of different scenarios that you can claim. The thing that gets me the most is that it's not one cop. It was three cops who all made the same decision. So in this case, the way I look at it, it's maybe it's not the police officers exactly that should be pointed at to say, well, they physically were the ones who carried this out. They pulled their triggers, yes, and they hit a little girl. Now, when this happens in a bad neighborhood, no matter where it's at, whether it's Philadelphia, Chicago, New York, wherever, and it's in a bad neighborhood, and it's gangbangers shooting each other on the street, and there's no cops around, and a little girl or a little boy or anybody, even a 90-year-old man, gets shot in the crossfire, it's a tragedy. You don't hear about it anymore on the news. You don't hear nothing. You just hear a tragedy happened. That's it. But when cops are involved, all of a sudden it makes national news. Because that's where we're at in today's world. Cops are just bad. Cops are bad. Cops are bad. Cops. Cops are bad. Don't do... You know what I mean? If anybody watches South Park, I'm trying to quote that fucking Mr. Mackey or whatever. Cops are bad. Um, We live in that world where the cops are, are criticized, put under a microscope. So here's the kicker. Like I said, the scenario is probably shots were fired between the gangbangers, the crowd probably did disperse, and the cops probably did have a target to shoot at, but these targets were moving. And I don't know if anybody on here has ever fired a gun before. It's hard enough to hit the target multiple times, firing your gun when it's stationary 25 yards away, 30 yards away. But when it's moving and shooting back at you, oh man, I don't think I did. I probably wouldn't even hit one of the fucking people. I'd probably be fucking cowering for my own life just trying to stay alive. That's the thing that, that gets me with this. People will sit there and, and criticize the cop. Criticize the cop. Put the cop under the microscope. Yet, these men and women leave their homes every single day. Whether whether they're young and they live with their parents or whether they're old and they have families of themselves. They get, they, they get dressed. They head to the police station. But before they leave, they might be kissing their wife goodbye, their kids goodbye, maybe kissing their parents goodbye, telling them that like, I love you, because every day they put their lives on the line to protect assholes who want to criticize the fuck out of them. Every day. These men and women do that. So when I say back the fucking blue, back the fucking red, the firemen, back the fucking first responders, these men and women put their lives on the line for you. Yeah, for their own family too, but for you. They get-oh, well, they get paid for it. Like, yeah, it's a job. Of course they do. They're not shooting a fucking basketball into a hoop or a fucking puck into a net. They're going out with a gun and protecting your lives from assholes with guns. And let's face the facts, the only way to stop a criminal with a gun is for a police officer or a law-abiding citizen with a gun. You aren't going to stop them any way, shape, or form elsewhere. It's it, – it, that's how it works. To get the criminals and the guns off the street, you got to stop the criminals with the guns on the street. <clears throat> they don't follow rules. So making gun laws is not going to work. That's not the answer. <laughs> anyway, so with this, you know, I, I, I see the misuse. Okay, I get it. I did. I understood. But fighting back and forth with people over this, it's just it, – it might have been the pro they might have actually went protocol on that. And they probably they, they as much as a poor judgment might have been, it might have been the judgment they were supposed to make. You know. I don't know. Such a situation, you know. Gunfire erupted, let's face the facts, and people probably were just responded and these cops responded split secondly. You know what I mean? You gotta you gotta think that, man. These cops don't have much time, when a gun f- shot's fired or a gunfight fights out, you don't have much time to think on what the right thing is and the wrong thing is to do. George Floyd was murdered. And I will stand behind that until I'm blue in the face. He was kneeled on for nine minutes. Now, I can say things like, Chauvin used proper protocol. And it might have been the proper protocol, but it killed George Floyd and it is murder. These men might have used proper protocol too, but they murdered this little girl because they feel that it was their gunshots that killed them. So these men are being charged with manslaughter and other counts of, you know, you know, firing their weapons into a crowd or whatever you want to call the the, the those, you know, misuses of weapons or, you know, whatever. It's just it's ridiculous, man. <clears throat> I don't know. I I I I just I feel bad for the cops. I feel bad for the cops family because people are like, "Well, what about what if it was your kid?" You're right. I would be hysterically crying every fucking day for the rest of my life probably if it was my child. I I don't doubt that the family's not. <clears throat> it's a tragedy. It happened. But you also got to look at the fact that now because these cops were trying to do what they felt was the right thing, it's leading them to jail. So, these men, in this case, they're men, but I say every day these men and women they all have families, whether it's their parents, their kids, whatever, they're still their family. So their loved ones now are going to have to. Like, one of these cops could have small children, you know, maybe maybe five and eight. These kids now have to watch their father go to jail for trying to protect citizens. <clears throat> Look, there there's there's situations that happen and things, there's movies around shit like this. And movies that sometimes you got to watch and you say that hate isn't always a great thing because it's not. American History X the movie. Um with uh, Edward Furlong and Edward Norton, in the case Edward Norton killed black men trying to steal his car, ended up in prison. Got ass fucked by his own kind, which I'm saying skinheads because it was about a, a movie about skinheads. So I, I I think that anybody who saw the movie knows the plot. Um, the point I'm trying to make with this is that the whole ideology behind why. Edward Norton in the movie, uh, was the way he was is because his father was killed as a firefighter going into a crack house to try to stop the burning and a crack head or a, a drug dealer shot him. So it gave this kid, Edward Norton's character, um, a motive, a reason to be a skinhead, a reason to have hate in his blood, a reason to be racist, um... These situations are happening in real life, and this is one of them right here that's kind of happening in the same kind of way where these kids could grow up now to look at it and say, My pan, my father was trying to protect people from gangbangers, a bunch of thugs, and now he's in he, he's in jail for a mistake he made because he, he accidentally hit a young child while doing this. When the situation could have been worse. They could have cowered behind a car and let the gang gangbangers continue to shoot each other. And that could have led to multiple deaths. Not only just gangbangers, but innocent people running around. And then the cops would have been criticized for that. So it's a double-edged sword. And it's sad. But this is how racism starts. That movie pretty much hit it on the head. You're going to have kids now that grow up hatred towards a race. ...towards the people... ...possibly... ...turning around and saying... ...that what happened wasn't right... ...because my father... Or my, my, ...my mother or my whatever... ...who's a police officer or a firefighter... ...or an EMT... ...tried to do the right thing and made a mistake... ...and now they're doing the wrong thing... ...and they were there trying to help... ...somebody who didn't deserve the help. <clears throat> we need to wake up, America. We are divided by the color of our skin... ...by a vaccine by fucking and and it's all due to our own government and the media sources that are out there. I don't like it. I hope other people don't like it. It's ridiculous. These things shouldn't happen. Cops should not be put under microscopes. We need them. Can you imagine a world without law enforcement, without laws? You want wild west to happen again? Just continue to keep doing what you're doing. I'm armed. I'm not ready to go, but I'm armed. If you're not, and you're one of these fucking liberal pieces of shit who stand behind your fucking computer or whatever, and you sit there and go, oh, no, they should go for the rest of their lives. And you know what? I I don't care if it starts a race war. You know what? This story here, thank God it didn't start a race war. It didn't start a race war. Why? Because it was three cops... Two white men and a black man. That's why it ain't starting a race war. If it was all three white men, this would have turned into a race war. And and I'll say why. I'm not being racist about it. The media, the media would have been all over it as a racial situation. But being that there was a black cop in the situation, that kept it from that escalating to that point. Thank God. We don't need any more of this shit. We don't need to be divided. America should be strong. We need to get rid of Joe Biden, his administration. We need to get rid of any kind of administration that has hatred towards one other side. Dems, Republicans, this shit don't make sense. Grow the fuck up. Get a backbone. Realize that there are situations that have to be done. There are situations that can be pushed to the back burner. We need to get along, we need to stop dividing the country and making it weaker, because that's exactly what countries like Russia right now that's invading Ukraine want. They want us to be divided, because a divided America is a weaker America, and then thus comes the attacks, whether it's from Russia, China, whoever. We need to stand together, get strong, be patriotic, and move on with our lives. With that being said, I am running out of time, people. This was a good podcast, I had fun with this one. Like I said, push me, okay? Unreal Pocket 101 at gmail.com. You can text or email me. We can talk and push me. Tell me you're pushing it to your friends. I want to know. Push it out there. Push it to your friends. Get it out on the market. Get it going. I love doing this. I love talking to you. And I just want to continue to keep doing this. You know, I want to see the numbers rise. I want to make sure I'm getting to people. Make your own decisions, though. You can take me with a grain of salt. You have a computer. You have a brain. Use it. Until next time, people, man, I love you. It's been awesome. I will see you next week again. Sorry I got out a little late this time. But, you know, all I can say to you people, man, is stay patriotic, loves. See you next week.